Hey there, guys. It's your main man, Heath Parker here, and I've got to tell you, I am tired. I just got off work from my second job today to come record this intro, but you know who else is probably pretty tired? Titanium Mike. He's been pulling double duty as the primary martial character and hammer-fisted tanky boy of the Epic Tracer crew while juggling this unexpected boxing tournament on Outpost Zed. A tournament which, I assure you, is not a written part of the Against the Aeon Throne adventure path. It is, however, in my humble but obviously biased opinion, very, very cool. I love that Adam went out of his way to add in such an off-script event that ties so heavily into one of his players' background, the player in this instance of course being me. Adam certainly could have chosen to run this adventure by the book, but I again commend him for taking a chance on something like this. And to his credit, I think it's turned out pretty interesting, if a bit unorthodox. I'd also like to commend our wonderful community for engaging so much on the Discord and Twitter. We even had some recommendations from listeners for new rules for our boxing minigame, which we took to heart and, spoiler alert, actually added into the game. I'm excited to see what you guys think about these rule tweaks. I personally think they add an interesting layer of depth and drama to the mechanics. Adam and I actually had a lot of fun just playtesting them. Anyway, I'm not going to hold you up much longer, but if you're not already following us on Twitter, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us at SouthernTomFool. If you're not in the Discord, please take the plunge. It's the best way to engage with us and this growing community that we love and appreciate so much. If you like what we're doing and want to help us out, there are a couple of ways you can do that. First, you can leave us a rating and or review, particularly on iTunes, but ratings and reviews on other podcasting services will help out as well. Second, if you really dig what we're putting out, you could of course consider donating to our Patreon. We've got several tiers for whatever your comfort level may be. And look, I get it, money is tight, so if you can't do that, we'll love you anyway, because your decision to listen and engage with us in whatever capacity you can means more to us than anything. I hope you're enjoying the show, so to avoid impeding you any further from jumping into the story of this episode, I'll go ahead and shut my big fat mouth and start up episode 52 of Southern Tomfoolery Plays Against the Aeon Throne, Raging Vesk. I love when we sit down to record these episodes and like everybody's like in a good mood and just clowning beforehand. Like it's so much fun. Like that like gets me super pumped <laughs> to do these. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, you guys, for yeah. sure. I just love to sit down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do that right? most of my day and I still love it. <laughs> I never get I mean, tired of it. Yeah, but, but for sure. 
you know, it's like we were just cracking ourselves up before we we pushed record, and that that just always makes me feel good. And I we're cracking ourselves up partially just because of Discord has been cracking us up today and just lately. I mean, it's just there's so much greatness that comes out of that. If you guys are, if you listeners have not joined our Discord yet, you're missing out on half the program. Just do, do yourself up. a favor. Missing yeah, out yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Oh there's like God. a lot. Of, there's inside jokes at this point that you're totally missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our Discord is like the Tom Brady of social media. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. <laughs> the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a matter of you know go for the podcast, stay for the memes. I feel like that's where we're yeah. at. Like, I mean, the meme game in the in the Southern tomfoolery oh, Discord is. I mean, it's. It's it's a lot, you know. Like you, you know, be ready, be warned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there is a bear loose, you know. But <laughs> it's 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 pretty tight. It's pretty tight. But it's all yeah. It's great. No, yeah. Seriously, those of you that are in our Discord, you I, you make our days brighter every day, every seriously. day of the week. Seriously, and uh, yeah. we're just feeling it right now, uh, and, and we're feeling each other. Yep, I meant that gross. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a home so, game. We're so, all like together right if, now. <laughs> if we seem yeah. a little distracted tonight, it's because we're all holding each other's private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You, know, you were well, thinking it? Heath was saying it. He, yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thing, man. Holding other people's private bits. Yes. That too. There we go. <laughs> He's a oh, man wow. of many talents. Oh, this is this episode is gonna go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's we, gotta, we gotta try to keep it together, folks. Okay. okay. Uh, cool. You know what? Shut the fuck up, Zach. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Well. My goodness, I don't even know how to transition into this right, yeah, game that so we're playing. Last Just time. pivot until we pivot back. Just keep, <laughs> Just keep pivoting until we get there. Yeah. All right, we got to we continue to pivot. We'll just end up. Why don't you turn? Again. Yeah, just keep. We doing should do turn a podcast rights, about know? pivoting. Yes. You know, the pivot pod. Mm. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, no, we can do you that. Have to do, right. You have to do we more than dibs. just say trademark. It's like I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not how it works, Michael. That's like um, I feel like that's the best candidate for if you wanted to make a podcast and put a lot of effort into it and never get a single fucking listener. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> well, um, somebody. Okay, th- where are we going? Adam, save us. Help. Uh, well. We're you, you. You're still at Third Eye Salvage. Oh, okay? yeah, fucking that place. And uh, it was a, it was three three episodes of l- grueling combat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know last episode you guys explored most of it, and it ended, if you remember, with a flashback. Now none of your characters saw this, but you guys as players and our listeners got a little insight into Zeno Five's. Uh, Technomancer origin story, and it was it was, it was a lot. Um, and that was triggered. That memory was triggered in Zeno by touching this little trickster box that the Dralix had there. And between you guys as a group, you all figured out that it's not really anything other than an illusion. You know, it's it's this thing designed to help sell their cult of whatever that. Space, space, space asparagus 
baseball. Uh, worship. <laughs> Nailed it. First try. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, go so, ahead. So it was an illusion, but it did give Zeno a legitimate vision. Mm, no, no. So, no, no. Or just a well, memory. It not, it was not a legitimate memory. vision, but yeah, yeah, they're also a memory, yeah. Okay, well, he'll share that with us in about eight years. Yes, right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe never. Uh, maybe never. I might die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not too you're right. guilt you might die before real I can hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're going to pick up with Zeno. Again, when you, from you guys, you just see him kind of looking at this box, and all of a sudden he just kind of gets lost in thought for a little bit, and then he kind of looks up to you guys. And, and so what, what's Zeno doing? <laughs> It just looks like he huffed a bunch of air duster. <laughs> you do not want any of this shit. No. Well, seeing the parlor trick, Zeno dismisses this illusion, wraps this cult conversion cube back in his bag. He says, the responsible thing to do would be to destroy this device so that no one else falls to its power. That's what you I think mean, to do. Yeah, go for it. Or, or, or hurt my uh, feelings. Or we could keep it. Or we could, like, sell it. Why maybe. would we keep it? And why would we sell it? I don't have a horse in this race. Do what you want. You know what, Zeno? This, this is your expertise. Yeah, you know what? Just do whatever Fine. you want with it, man. And Fine. then he just goes ahead and casts uh, Jolting Surge on it. Just fries it, overloads it. He's just holding it in his hand. And this black box just... <laughs> his lightning crackles around it. And then it just kind of... Sp- smokes a little bit and Zeno just kind of dumps it to the ground and, and it's just smoldering with a little yep. bit of smoke coming off the top of it. Clearly no longer functional. It says we we'll go. fucking see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good Zeno. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, I've been practicing. <laughs> just in so the shower you practicing Zeno your Zeno. Zeno well, 6, there we go, man. Uh, you know, if you ever need a stand-in, you know, like I, I've been doing the work. Yeah. All uh, right, is there so, anything else important in this room? Cause... So I'll, I'll remind you that there are some stairs that kind of go up to a little catwalk that goes out to some, like, little bridge that is blocked by, like, meat locker flaps. You know what I mean? Like a walk-in cooler, the flaps... You know, oh, let's that- go check it out. Yeah, I'll do a little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> we, we're doing this again, okay? <laughs> yeah, always bringing it back. Pivot. Um, uh, so, so Mike, you're kind of taking the lead, I'm assuming, right? I guess yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be right behind Mike, Orin will okay. follow. What about uh, the rest of the crew there? I'll be in fourth. All right, who's gonna be in third? Gonna hang oh, nobody board. wants that three hole. Zeba will. Zeba will. And nobody wants that three hole. Thread that needle. She'll go in the third position. All right. Yeah, all right. We got, yeah. got Zeba in the three hole. <laughs> right <laughs> between. Way, right in the middle of that party. Following, following Zeva, Fell scoops up the cube and puts it in his pocket. Ooh, spicy! Can what I, are you gonna do with that? Perception buddy? check. Can I perception yeah, roll, check? Roll, yeah, yeah. Roll a slide of hand. Yeah. Versus your perception, Orin. I got a plus just, 14, my guy. Just Orin's or everybody's? Because I got an 8. You got me no matter what. 22. Yeah, I got a 22. I, All I right, now, before we go any further, yeah. Zach, 
Stop it and go get your real dice. I just I just grabbed it. I literally Okay. <laughs> I just grabbed it. This is okay. uh this is for you, Verilux. Uh, I got it. Okay. Alright. Uh so what did you get on your sleight of hand? Eight. An eight, yeah. So he he sees it now, Orin, up to you decide what you do with that information, but you definitely saw it. Yeah, I mean it I uh Orin, you know, makes note of it. He'll probably mention it later or something, but okay. he he also <laughs> is closer with Fel than anybody else. So, you know, he, right. he might want to just approach him about it. Fair. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, so you guys make your way through the flaps and you see this bridge that goes over the garage that you guys came in through. And it goes through another f- set of flaps and the stairs go back down and you find yourself in the main storefront of Third Eye Salvage. Okay, this is the room that we we. <laughs> this is did if you had gone go in. in the front. Yeah, if you had gone in the front door, this is the room that you would have gone into. Okay. Uh, so um, what's what's in here? Yeah. So what ah. you see in here is a cluttered shop holding all sorts of refurbished electronics. Some's on some on the shelves and in the bins, while others dangle from the ceiling. A curved counter adjacent to the entry offers a point of sale. And a set of stairs along the eastern wall leads to a walkway that exits the shop through a curtain of opaque strips of plastic. So that's where we came from. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, you can certainly roll your perceptions here. Check it all out. I want to rifle hard through hardcore Uh, through this. I will definitely do that. Oh, that's a four on the die plus 14. So 18. I'm going to roll okay, for 18. the first time. 13 so on the die eight. plus 10. 23. Okay. Okay. Not even going to announce mine. Not even going to announce yours. Try Pretty a different die. All right. So I got a 22. 22. Okay. Wait, what are we doing? Perception. <laughs> Rolling perceptions. <laughs> well, I think that's an indicator of how this is going to go. <laughs> With my uh, plus one, all right. I wrote a gentleman's ten. <laughs> okay, so everybody but Fell and Mike can, as you kind of scan in the room, you see a locked safe under one of the counters. Ooh. Uh, do we? Who points it out? Yeah. Check that yeah. safe out. We all might see. as well. They don't need the money anymore. Absolutely. Oh, tell us, Jim, what does this safe look like? Is this, of course, like a a, um, a technological safe, or is this like a manual? It's just Jim. like a rake. Mechanical? <laughs> is this a fell operation or a Xeno operation? That's the yeah. question. It, look, it looks to be exactly. a typical, typical safe. You know, there's no, like, uh, digital if, data pad or anything on it. It's got the bar kind of latch safe. If it's I, engineering, I want to aid. I suggest that we roll separately, Phil. <laughs> All right, so who do you want to aid then, Mike? The second person. Phil? Yeah. Oh, Zeno going first? Zeno making the first attempt? Yeah, Z- Zeno's going All right, bro. He's already up there. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. Is this okay. going to be an engineering or a computer? This is, this is an engineering check. Well, Ziva just watches because oh, she does well. not have a rank in either. So. I... But, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get the engineering check from yeah. each of you and, and the aid from Mike Forfell. Okay. 
guys like this kind of jazzy, chill music. You guys safe, do some safe cracking. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, oh, yeah. That bait. Don't fuck up that bass line, Chuck. <laughs> All right. So, what'd you get, Zeno? Okay. I'm rolling. I, I do aid with 11 a 11 on the die with nice. a plus 11 to engineering. So, that's going to be a 22. Plus two. Oh, no. That's. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I didn't get yeah. any aid. Yeah. So yes, you did. A tw- oh, oh, no. You, my bad. That's you're the second fail. I'm Correct. sorry. You're fine. Okay. Fell, let me get you a check. Uh, after the aid, it's a 34. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so Zeno does try, you. Yeah, Zeno does try to to crack the code, but he just can't quite get it. And Fell, you, you know, Mike kind of like squeezes the safe a little bit so you can, you can actually hear the clicks a little bit better. And uh, it pops open and you see a couple of unmarked cred sticks, each holding total 500 credits and Phil looks at Zeno and says buddy uh you got a halfway there for me so I appreciate it so 500 total or 1500 total Uh, no problem no problem it's a thousand oh okay two two cred sticks okay alright bet I'll take we'll take a thousand credits yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much all that you you see in this room and uh you know Hashichir I guess Mike is carrying Hashichir now at this point he goes you know you go back and get him kind of help help him and you go out the front door which is completely unlocked <laughs> of course it is that's how, how you know it, it would have been a trap really <laughs> so it was totally unlocked the front yep. yeah they would have trapped okay no yeah. <clears throat> well Orin, Orin looks at Zeevan's like I guess you made the right call after all captain I mean <laughs> We came out of it uh, mostly alive, so it's uh, no harm, no foul. Uh huh. <laughs> she looks over her shoulder at Mike, like waiting for the rebuttal. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Mike. Man. I'm glad so you're your alive. time spent at Third Eye Salvage comes to an end. Uh, I assume you want to head back to the space dock. Yes. Yeah. yeah what viewer? time is it? Like, is it it's like, like five in the morning at this point? So, yeah, yeah. Ziva's just about. Is it looking anybody shitty. out? Is it pretty chill out? I'm sorry, Ziva. Go ahead. Ziva's looking just about as shitty as Hash. Like, she's quite tired. Um, that exhausted and that fucked up. We don't look good. None of us look good. I mm. think. No, no, we all are. Except I'm, for Zeno. I'm pretty Zeno's spry. Pretty I'm good. pretty spry. I might go out on a run for the town. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, as you guys step out the front door, yeah, you see that it's still pretty quiet. Um, The activity really hasn't started to pick up. You see like a little scree dreep kind of scurry out of the corner of your eye. I want to catch him and eat him. Into the shadows that are still there. (laughs) I've been wanting to eat Uh, one of these chicken mice for Uh, so long. uh, Yeah, and I, mean, I cast that force so blast on it. Uh, I mean, is that something you actually want to do? Uh, magic missile. I'm uh, magic missile. If he try, right if now. he does, I will. I will try to stop it. Yeah, Ziva will on, also man. try and stop. We don't. We don't got time for that, man. Come on, I'll, I'll get Please. you some more of those well pull up things. I need a nap so bad. You organics, I swear. 
<laughs> never get a chance at this cuisine again, but let's go. <laughs> Let's so probably you guys poison you. Make your way back to Pashachir Space Dock. And Sedona greets you all when you come back. She's like, Oh, I'm so glad that you're alive. Uh, no, nothing has happened here. It's, oh, God, what, what has happened to, to Hash? He got body snatched. <laughs> yes, that no, is. No, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a reptoid kidnapped him. Well, yes, yes, I, I knew that he, the reptoid, was posing as him, but he looks terrible. Here, bring him over here, and she starts fussing about on him. As she's kind of going through, she'll pull. Aziva will pull out the collar and be like, "They had this on him. It was injecting him with something constantly, so he poisoned something." Emily forgets what we learned because she sucks, but Ziva, she's on top <laughs> of it. remembers it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ziva on so, point. Yeah, yeah. You, cer- you certainly remember what the poison is. And uh, fortunately, the pods are built to kind of treat with that, you know, re- remove some of those conditions and stuff like that. So she just kind of like gets him cleaned up a little bit, starts cleaning him up. She's, as she's doing that, she says, um, so... What did you find at, at the Third Eye Salvage? Please, tell me everything. Yeah. Tell her everything. We tell her everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got stuck at the door for sure 30 minutes. You guys totally, totally know what's going on here. But yeah, you relay everything to her, including giving, uh, showing her the videos that you found on the data pad, right? That you downloaded to your data that pad. That were of yes. all of us, right? Yeah, of all of you and about Zolan talking about Arellos and all that kind of stuff. And as she's watching the videos, you all, all of a sudden see her seize up. Sedona just like, just gets rigid. And then her eyes start like twi- twitching and like rolling in the back of her head and all her circuitry starts lighting up and she starts actually going into a seizure. Just like, <laughs> okay, she's remembering. check. Like what, what can I do? Um, like, yeah. And then she just collapses to the floor. Like, like this all happens like in a few seconds. And then like, she just kind of, you hear just kind of groan from the floor. Like the shut, the shuddering stops, the, the everything stops. And she just kind of goes, uh, what, oh, what? And she's just kind of on the floor. I mean, I, well, I mean, yeah, I was going to run over like, there to her for sure. To catch her I'm before she hit the ground. Can he roll a reflex? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You. There you go. I'm not very, not very good at that. I mean, Ziva would try also. Uh, if she <laughs> was there, but I dirty twenty, I mean, so it's all good. Oh. Yeah, that'll do it. So dirty. yeah, you kind of catch her before she, you know, falls and smashes Swat. her head on the ground, and she like shakes in your arms for a little bit, and then she just kind of slumps over and looks up, yeah. and, she, and she goes, "What? What? Uh, what? Oh, oh my! I just, I just, I just had like." A breakthrough of my memory. Some of it has has come back. Wait, what? Mum would have called that a conniption. They. (laughs) I just had this this fleeting barrage of 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 images in my in my mind. I I I remember now the Sardot interrogating me about the Rune Drive, and I was in this this chamber. It, It seemed to be some sort of 
shrine. There was an altar. There was some holy figure holding a seven-pointed star. I I can't remember anymore, but I know that this is one of the things that was taken from me. I'm getting my memory back. Can I roll mysticism on that? That I might recognize that seven-pointed star or anything like that? Is that like uh, a known Aslanti yeah. symbol or? Sure, sure, you can roll a mysticism. Could Ziva do like a culture? While while uh, they're no. okay. rolling that. Okay. All right. It's a 23. Let me finish. The, uh, that's. A, I'm sorry. Twenty-three. So that's a twenty-three. So yeah, with everything that you've been like kind of studying about the Aslanti and everything like that, and in your understanding of religion, you recognize this to be. That that is a symbol of a Aslanti goddess. Okay. Lasala. Lasala. Yes. Uh, she's also known as the Scion of the Seven, mm. and is the goddess of duty, fate, and obedience. I was thinking uh, seven okay. pointed star. I'm all right, so uh, my, uh, Heath, what you, what were you gonna say yeah, there? Yeah, my What's bad. Like, didn't didn't mean to interrupt, uh, but I was just saying he he would like you know let her kind of get back to her feet, but make sure he put keeps a hand like on her back and uh, across her back and on her shoulder to steady her so she doesn't fall down or anything. Yeah, I mean, like once the once the tremors pass, she's back. She's able to. She's like, thank you, thank you, Mike. It's I feel so much more myself. I. I now know that I can get some of these memories back. I, I'm going with you to Arellos. I have to. Sedona, I don't know. Oren, I, I must. It's the only way I can get my myself back. Truly, you can understand. I, I do. I just don't think it's a good idea. But... Well, to be fair, she's already survived what seemed like you know the worst circumstance she could be in I th- think she's earned it if she wants to go yeah I, mean, I agree I'm not gonna stop you I will I I appreciate your concern Arn. but you have been doing my dirty work for too long without me by your side consider it our last mission together and don't talk like that don't talk like that. Make any sound a little bit final, darling. Uh, lighten up mm. a little bit, okay? So- I only... Oh, I, it's, uh, I, I, I realize sometimes, even in my old age, mistake the emotions of, of humans and, and they're like... I, I only mean to say that this will be my last mission because when I'm done with this, I am actually going to retire. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Nakondas and I'm going to live the life that I wanted to live before these Aslanti ruined everything. Well, that sounds delightful. Hearing Although we've heard it before. Yeah, I've said it before. Yeah. Fell just like, eyes go wide like, oh no, that's what they do to old androids. <laughs> and then she yeah. keeps talking. And she, like, he lets out an audible sigh of relief like, ah. Okay, thank God. And Zeno uh, uh, interjects just real quick, and he says, Arwen, if you were to lose your memories, wouldn't you do everything in your power to recollect them? Depends on the memories, I guess. Nice. Nice. Solid. That was solid. That was solid. 
Lauren gives into the tactical eyes. Um, okay, so yeah, she she kind of collects herself. You guys, she you know she lets you know that she's gonna go with you. And I mean, what's what's good about that is that gives you an extra healer if we're just talking from a meta. No, no, no. I'm I'm about it. Okay, I just yeah, feel like Orin sure. would have to protest. Yeah, no, slightly. no. It, it okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. Uh, just so no, no, no. Can... I'm I'm a hundred percent with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. You guys have to be exhausted. I mean, you woke up in the middle of the night to Ziva, like, not being able to breathe. Broke her out of there. Hashachir, fake Hashachir, arrives. You uncover who he is, fight him, and then immediately go to Third Eye Salvage and kill everybody in Third Eye Salvage. (laughs) And it's now, like, you know, 5.30 or so in the morning... And y'all need some sleep. Something serious. Um, so, <laughs> like, all right, Ziva, it's time to train. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a rock. Ziva feels a rock hit her in the head. He said, and Ziva says, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, Orin looks at Fell and says, I'm sleeping on the ship, man. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I never really trusted those pods. And after what happened with, uh, with Ziva, like, nah. I feel a lot more comfortable on my baby. My own bed. Even though I don't breathe, I'm going to go also sleep on the ship. We are all going together. We're not (laughs) going to be doing this separation bullshit again. So if you ever want to shack up with someone, you bring them back to the ship, okay? (laughs) Fell pulls out his communicator and uh, dials up half red. Hey! Hey! What's up, baby girl? It's a late night, dude. You don't call her, you text her emojis. You you text her W-Y-D, question mark, and then an eggplant (laughs) and a peach. (laughs) (laughs) So, can we bring Hash and uh, Sedona back on the ship and just kind of fucking lock everything down? hash Hash is in the pod. Okay. Like, okay, he's, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be in the pod. You know, we can like, lock down his his docking bay there, right? Like we can like kind of seal that off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you guys should feel pretty pretty secure in the fact that you've dealt with this. It's you know. it's a double edged sword, though. AF dog. I know, but I'm well, telling I'm, you what. What I'm trying to tell you is yeah. that you're kind of taking care of that problem. Uh, okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'm kind of like, I feel bad just like throwing him in a pod and leaving him there to wake up by himself. Like that'd be. Well, he was awake. He was awake when you put him in there, so you can explain to him what you're doing. You know. Ziva goes over and taps us. We're gonna go sleep on the ship, okay? <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Okay. Yeah. Love you too. If anybody's getting killed, it's you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve is going to bed. She's done. Before, well, before you go to sleep, what is your HPs looking like? <laughs> Just Low. your health points. Because, like, you might want to do a little bit of medical work tonight mm. before yeah, you go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can definitely spend 10 minutes doing a mystic cure. I need to do it on my fucking cell. I have 4 HP. Okay. Who has do less? Just go around the table and say what everybody has. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with Captain. Captain, how much do you have? Sorry, 
Um, HP, that's going to be yeah. four out of 34. Four. Okay, so let's get her, let's try to get her some healing. Because you're only going to re- recover HP equal to your character level. Okay. That long as rest. So. I would like some more than that. Um, okay. Yes. Ziva's going to kind of like move to like she's going to bed and then she's going to stop and she's like, oh wait, I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> or, Here we are. Do you think maybe we can hit the med bay do a little something about her? And she just kind of gestures up and down to her bloodied bruised form. She's like, yeah, 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 this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, right. so, so I've seen like everybody's in the med bay. All right. Now, so, yeah. Right? So- all right. So, yeah, we kind of looked into it, took care of all the healing. Get your long rest. Everybody gets an actual night's sleep on your ship. And it's the next day. And it's also the day of Mike's final fight. I I uh, actually before- wanted... I, I wanted to uh, approach Fel and ask him about the why he took the cube. You know what I mean? I kind of wanted to do that. Yeah, I think you can kind of talk with him in the morning, you know? Yeah. I, well, okay. All right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Orn will just walk up to, to Fel when everybody's, you know, moving around the ship. Say, hey, uh, Fel, I noticed you grabbed that cube, man. Any reason why you did that? Yeah, but uh, even if it's broken, it might be worth a little something. Figured I'd get half red to appraise it for me, or, you know, try to <sighs> get a little something out of it. Yeah, man, you know, forgot your girlfriend's a merchant. <laughs> and he just taps him on the on the back and is like, all right, man, I, I didn't mean nothing by it, buddy. Nah, nah no worries. Wasn't trying to hide anything. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I... You guys make your way off the ship and into the kitchen for breakfast. Uh, well, I guess at this point it's supper. Um, <laughs> no, 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 let's not get into that. It's lunch. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so no, but midday is dinner. Okay. Anyway, so it's we're lunch. in the kitchen. We're in the kitchen, and Hashichir has a meal cooked for you. And he and he, as soon as he sees you guys come in, he. Very eagerly welcomes me. Oh gosh, thanks. Come in, please. Let me, let me uh, uh, cook this this meal for you. I, I did cook this meal for you, but please sit. I I, I, I feel so embarrassed. I, I, I want to apologize for for not being more aware and and causing a breach in the security here. And well. I, I, I'm gonna make it up to you. Uh, I can't believe that I got hoodwinked by this fucking reptoid. I should be Do you remember when he? Do you know how long you were kidnapped for? Yeah, I was trying to get this really cool part for your ship, and I met this guy on Craigslist, and yeah, <laughs> man, you. Yeah, Every you time told me to meet public you place need, like a yeah, like a like Walmart a parking station lot or something. Or a police with station. Cameras. Well, yeah. yeah, when I went out to get that part, he uh, he lured me into the a spot, and knocked me out, and slapped that collar around me, and I was I was boned ever since. But a couple of good things, or some good news that I can give you. I had gotten a lot of your. A lot of the work done on the Epic Tracer. 
before I got, you know, boned. kidnapped. Yeah, boned. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get some extra things. And if you trust me, if you'll trust me even after that, don't go to your ship for the next two days. I got a little surprise for you. Sense motive. Okay, go ahead. Ugh, six on the die, so only a 16. Okay. Oh, no, I lied. That's a nine. I suck. Nineteen. I rolled a 20. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's being... Uh, you get the sense that this is the Hashichir that you know. Okay. This is the Hashichir that you love, and that he is being very sincere. Okay. Um, and he says, I... I Unfortunately, Mike, this means that I won't be able to to be at your fight this evening, but I'm rooting for you, and I'll be watching you on the hollow screen. But I got work to do. I know you need to get out of here quick, so no rest for the wicked, right? And he kind of winks at you, Ziva. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, but you're, no, you're not exhausted anymore, by the way. Oh, yeah. I should take that <laughs> off of my sheet immediately. BT yeah. Dub, uh, is everybody armored up? Well, it's funny you should get you should ask that because I do believe that there's some some armor in the works in that that Heath is a little little bitter about not getting to wear for the third eye salvage <laughs> situation. So the thing is, though, he just told us not to go to the ship for two days, and like that's where it's at. Well, so you could tell him. So, so fuck off! I'm going to the ship. Hey, hash! Shut the fuck no. up! Hey, hey, no, no, shut no, the no. fuck up! No, no, no! no. I, I take in in all seriousness. Hold on, I take no. I mean, it's fine. He already said what he said. But I take hash aside, and I'm like, hey, uh, if you want to like guard me and like, I don't know, you can fucking blindfold me. But I've got to go and get something out of that ship. It's very important. Uh, oh well, yeah, of course. Let's go ahead and take care of that now uh, i haven't really started on my surprise yet so no no problem all right you want to come with me sure I, i'll show you it, you'll like it it's cool all right so i take hash to the ship and we go to whatever the technical name of the room where i work on armor is i don't remember what it's called workshop just a workshop all right cool <laughs> um but i go in there and uh press a little button on the wall and uh, two panels slide to the left, and in the left one is a mic-sized, brand-new, immaculate, chunky-ass set of armor, <laughs> uh, black and gold. Whoa. You know? uh, like, primarily black with, like, some uh, gold trim and striping, and then with um, APA, like, on one of the, the chest plates, and then kind of like Mass Effect, like down the side and the side of the arm, it says APA in gold. Nice. And the the leg, you know. Uh, But uh, in the right panel next to it is uh, a matching set but obviously like light armor for uh, I said I was going to say Zevo. For Devo. uh, (laughs) For for Zeno. So it's a lot more uh, trim and like um, kind of not as like plate plate yeah. looking, 
um, looks a lot more like a kind of like more military uniform, but the same uh, style and pattern in the black and gold. And uh, uh, Hashichir's like, oh, this is this is really nice. I I've, yeah, I've not seen so, such craftsmanship in quite some time. Well, look, I may not be a smart lizard, but I did teach myself how to make armors over my many years, and it's one thing I take pride in, right? So, I'm gonna need you to help me, uh, suit up mine, because it weighs, you know, a couple hundred pounds. <laughs> Your armor weighs a couple hundred pounds? <laughs> no, pro- probably not quite that, but we've, I think my old armor, I think we said weighed, you know, working on a hundred. Yeah, alright, so you... Um, yeah, he's which like, that may not work in the rules of the game, yeah. but that's the flavor I have, okay? okay? alright. But I, I get him to help me suit up, and then, um... It's it's a sci-fi space game, so I'm gonna say we have some kind of display rack that can hover out, you know. So I'm not just carrying a a uniform on a yeah, dude. D- yeah, let's do it. We got it. Yeah. We'll hand wave it out, you know. Hey, look, while mm-hmm. while y'all are gone, Oren is gonna be uh is gonna put on his new mind link circlet that he has. Like while he and uh, Fell. And Ziva, I guess Zeno as well, are all sitting at the table. And Orange yeah. gonna like just put it on and then just look at Fell and speak to him, you know, telepathically and says, Hey Fell, check it out. No hands and hold his hands up and shake them. Cause Orin can communicate telepathically through touch, but he's just gonna do it, you know, uh, hands free. He's like, I'm in your head. Fell <laughs> looks at Orin and out loud says Stop it. I don't like it. <laughs> and he, I mean, he stops, but he just kind of giggles to himself. He's tickled about it. This yeah, is neat, fun. Neat, neat trick. Uh, let me see that thing real quick. Okay. Sure. No, <laughs> end it over, you know. Uh, can you can you use it? I don't know how. I, I, yes. I don't know how has my yes. circle at work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you, can you like, tra- ooh, can you transmit images with it? No, it's just communicating it's telepathically uh, with any creature which you share a language. Damn it. Okay. I was open for an actual conversation with Half-Red. Uh, oh. You, you smitten motherfucker. Hey, Oren, Oren picks up on that and said, you can, you can borrow it if you want, man. Yeah, well, F- Phil, uh, like, tries to... Uh, he knows that Oren doesn't speak Verthani, so he... Says something in Verthani. Oren definitely like speaks Verthani, boy. He learned that language oh, yeah. for you, dude. He learned okay, that language the... for spell. Somebody he like hash then. Uh, he he says, "Hey, do you understand what I'm saying?" In... Is it hash with Mike? And... Sorry, yeah. I still see his token on the map. I'm sorry. So Fell tries to reach out to. I don't know. Is there anybody here that doesn't speak Verthani? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't speak. Yeah, but you're not there. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Wait. I didn't mean to derail, man. I just kind of wanted to. No, that's fine. Fuck that's around. Fine. Basically, he just wanted to test out to see if it worked to like be an auto translator as well, like crossing his fingers. It does not work that way. All right. He realizes that, hands it back to Orin. Neat little neat toy you got there. Okay. So about this time, uh, <laughs> we get Mike all suited up. We get the. Uh, Zeno's armor 
on the little hover mannequin thing that I have created in my head. Okay. And uh, I tap my communication and uh, hook a direct line to Zeno. And I'm like, hey, good buddy. Um, co- come to the ramp of the ship real quick. On my way. And All I right. make my way. Yeah. And um, I wait a few seconds for him to get there or whatever. And then I press the button to let the doors open dramatically slowly, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and walk down with the mannequin of his armor hovering down in my new armor. And walk right up to him and uh, put a hand out to, to do the, like, Spartan handshake. And trepidatiously, I go ahead and extend my hand for the same Spartan handshake. I pull you to me and I hit you in the mouth. No, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, he, like, grasps your, you know, does a Spartan handshake, really firmly looks you in the eyes, and kept very lowly says, look. I know we've had uh, issues we've been going through, what with trust and all that, but after Third Eye Salvage refocused a little bit, and I had already been working on this for you, didn't know if I wanted to give it to you, but now I know I I can let bygones be bygones, and uh, I want you to be more safe in any missions upcoming, and... I wouldn't be doing my duty as a friend and armorer if I didn't present you with this gift. And he hovers the, like, mannequin out and says, this is your new official APA armor. And Zeno, you can almost see, like, the gears working in his eyes as he switches from Mike over to the armor. And he just, my goodness, Michael, I can't believe you've done this. With all that's been going on, I don't know how you found the time. And, no, go ahead. It, it weren't easy, but we squeezed in the time. I got a bit of help from Phil. Um, I showed Hash here. And this, I've got to say, is my finest work, right? I really feel that this is my finest work, both of these sets of armor. And as you can see, they match to the T. So, what, you want to suit up? It's absolutely amazing. And so he just kind of takes a moment just to, to really appreciate the craftsmanship, to really just kind of see like how, how much he's progressed as an armor craftsman. And he's just holding it. He's gauging the material. He's looking at the weight of it. You know, he's, you know, the overall structure of the gear, you know, he's tracing his hands across the emblems of it, you know, calls memory files of the times that he's been with with his compatriot, his vest companion. And gear that he's inspecting, lightweight, supple, yet rigid. And he looks back at uh, his vest companion. He says, I've been sorely lacking in armor, as you've no doubt noticed. This is a tremendous piece you've crafted. You've really improved your craftsmanship. I'm in awe, Michael. Thank you from the bottom of my circuits. I think this will do nicely as at protecting my brittle frame. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I put a lot of effort and a lot of love into this. As you, you notice the, the Vesk um, hexagon weave in it? I do. That's marvelous how you've done that. Right. So, look, I need you to get suited up, 
and I need to ask one more favor of you. So he gets suited up and just kind of like looking at himself in the mirror and like really like looking at it. And it's just like, yeah, this is, this is pretty fucking tight. All right. So now that, you know, the water's under the bridge, as it were, um, I need you to be my corner man for this fight tonight. This is the most important one. This is a big deal. You know, I'm fighting the crag. There's a lot of history and a lot of heartache on the line here. And I don't want nobody else in my corner for that. Well, I certainly don't want to repeat history. So let's go out there. Let's win this for you. All right, cool. Well, let me let me go take my armor off because I can't fight in a boxing match with an armor off. And boom, it cuts. We're now at the boxing ring. Oh, a quick jump cut, huh? A little quick jump cut. A little smash cut. A little smash cut. Uh, as we get to the final fucking fight of this series that Mike has had to fight here at Outpost Z. Wait, you guys isn't are- he... Okay. Go ahead. What's He's that? He's got to fight his old like boxing rival, right? He like- has to fight the one that took him out the game. He didn't. He didn't take him out the game, but that was the fight that made Mike quit the game. This is a big deal. This is a lot of history in this fight. Hashtag you know, the grudge match. I wonder match. how much the freaking Glimshaw Pirates had to pay to get this dude out to outpost Zed and bumfuck Egypt. You know. Eh, keep in mind, he's probably about Mike's age, so his premium probably went down a bit. Yeah, it's still a long trip. You know. Um, I feel you. So let's take it to the map. Take it to the map. Take it to the limit. One more time. <laughs> so you guys. You guys done? Oh yeah. Okay, now we got. We get. There's a crowd here tonight, huh? Yeah. So this is a big. Big time crowd here. More people than even tokens than I got on the map. But I did put a lot of tokens on the map this time. There's a lot of tokens on the map. Yeah. Uh, before you guys are actually in the bleachers where I have you, you guys are in the little prep tent off to the corner. Okay, so everybody's in Mike's tent, kind of getting him pumped up. And Ziva is there taping Mike. You know, yes, Zeno's going to be the corner man, but I think Ziva... You want to tape him up, huh? Right? Am I right with that? Yeah. Um, you know, Ziva, Ziva was in the corner last time. Um, so she's, you know, getting getting him prepared, getting him hyped, and uh, uh, typing it, her, taping him up and everything. And she just kind of looks at him. You know, there's all this, you hear all everything going on around, but she looks and she says, Mikael. Yes, ma'am. Make this fight worthwhile. I know you can do it. Fuck this guy up. And let's get on with, uh... Let's get on with everything, okay? And That's the plan. She kind of nods her head. And she looks a little... Shaky. Um, like she's nervous for you. Um, but she smiles at you and kind of looks back down and continues to tape your hands. So here's what I'm going to do for that. Y'all weren't expecting this. I'm going to treat that like a get em. That means that all Mike's rolls, his athletics rolls, and his reflex rolls are going to get a plus one. Ah! Oh, yeah! Damn! You know what, Adam? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, As that's happening, as Ziva is taping up Mike's claws, 
I need some doodly doos. Very good. Thank you guys. You guys are really getting there with that. Um, so yes, we go back. Yeah, we go back into Ziva's memory. She This takes her back quite a few years. And we hear labored breathing and the soft scratching sound of gauze moving against rough scales, absorbing all of Ziva's attention as she continues to bandage the injured fighter. She knows that the Akeshti male weeping softly before her is in more pain than that of the physical wounds she is currently treating. The female that he had killed in the fighting pit earlier today had once been his friend. The two small lizard folk had been nestmates, along with dozens of other Akeshti that had been kidnapped by the Colosseum's slavers, who were appropriately called the Pitmasters. The battles that took place in the pits were always horrible. So many unwilling combatants dying on the sand as the roar of the audience echoes through the Colosseum. But the Akeshti fights were more savage and heartbreaking than any other blood sport orchestrated by the soulless slavers of Akaton. All of the Akeshti imprisoned here were abducted from their adolescent nest because they were entering their rutting age. They are kept in separate cells, but are still visible to each other. Eventually, the Akeshti enter their running stage. They become violent and single-minded, their intelligence overcome by the urges to fight and mate. Once the prisoners have gone nearly mad with urges, almost becoming a rivener, the pitmasters take a male and female into the ring, and they fight to the death. The survivor is returned to their cell. If the survivor is female, she will lay her clutch of eggs, which upon hatching, Becomes a new set of slaves. In a few years, they too will be subjected to the horrors of the Colosseum. Ziva finishes wrapping the brutalized leg of the young male and looks down at him with pity for him and his kind, and hatred for the slavers and theirs. She is so distracted by her thoughts that she doesn't hear the voice calling her until the Akeshti touches her hand, his eyes darting in fear to a figure behind her. Rajni, you will come when you're called. Ziva spares one more sorrowful, sorrowful glance down at the bandaged male, then turns towards the slaver standing in the door of the medbay. Come, he said again, this time with a cruel smile. The victor of today's champion fight has requested you as his prize. With her head slightly bowed, so as not to show her eyes so full of hate and contempt, she follows the slaver down the long hall toward the victor's quarters but the door that they stop at makes her breath catch. The door stands 15 feet tall and six feet wide, and she knew that the room that lay on the other side matched the door in size. They only use this room for the large champions. Oh, sneered the slaver. Did I not mention? <laughs> Our victor is a Shabbat. He opens the door, and with a steadying breath, Ziva steps forward to meet the twelve-foot, four-armed male that she knew waited inside. As she steps through the door, Ziva's gaze falls to the massive bed settled in the dark corner of the room. A leg the size of a tree trunk hangs off the side of the bed while the rest of the immense body remains shadowed. 
As she takes a few steps further into the room, Ziva slows her breathing and wills her mind to go blank and her body to go numb. As her training requires, she announces herself. Greetings, champion. I am honored to serve. Bile starts to rise in her throat at the words, but through sheer force of will, she regains her composure. Very good, whispers the slaver. Enjoy yourself, champion. But do try to be gentle. She will go to auction soon. I want to fetch a good price for her. And with that, the slaver shuts the door. And Ziva is left with the champion. The bed groans as the enormous form moves to stand. Out of the shadows steps the champion. A 12-foot tall, four-armed humanoid with long tusk protruding from the lower jaw of a fanged gray face. But her fear fades as she makes out the familiar scars and markings etched across the creature's upper body. Etra? Oh, thank the gods. I thought you'd been killed during the qualifying fights. You know these fucking slavers can't tell us apart. The giant male mumbled down to Ziva, but in a softer voice said, I am sorry to have worried you. Ziva gave a short laugh and sat down on the bed and gestured to the mattress, signaling him to lie down. He'd been like that for as long as she had known him, indifferent to danger surrounding himself, but hyper-focused on the hardships of those he cared for. They had met years ago, not long after Ziva had been brought to Akaton by her kidnappers. She had been cornered by one of the more vicious fighters when Etram intervened. He accidentally killed the fighter. He and Ziva had worked together to dispose of the body so as not to be punished, or worse, by the slavers. From then on, they had been friends, looking out for each other. Etram had never acted cruel or brutish towards her. He was kind, which was why his tribe had sold him to the slavers. Weak, they had called him. But as she gently stroked the massive head cradled in her lap, she knew that his strength was greater than any member of his former tribe. Thank you, he whispered. The deep timber of his voice reverberated against her stomach. You have never mocked me for asking to be held. Anytime Etram won a fight and was given the option to choose a prize, he had always chosen Ziva and he had only ever requested from her to be held. He was the epitome of a gentle giant. Etram, why would I mock my only friend? A comfortable silence fell between them for a while until Etram spoke. They are holding another Akeshti fight in the morning. It is so foul what they do to those creatures. A small tremor ran through Ziva as she recalled the agony on the face of the Akeshti she had bandaged earlier. Ziva nodded. It's one of the most heinous spectacles in this hellish place. She could feel Etram begin to shiver. He abhorred the senseless violence of this place and she knew it ate at him. They didn't have much more time left. They only let the champions have a few hours or so with their prizes. And while she was still able, she wanted to bring her friend what peace she could. She continued to run her hand along the smooth expanse of his brow. And as she did so, she began to hum. A sweet song, gentle and comforting. And as the melody lingered, 
The rigidness of Etram's body melted away, and a deep sleep fell over the large male. Ziva kept softly humming and caressing the face of her dear companion, but try as she might, she couldn't calm her own mind. She kept thinking of the Akeshti. He had killed his friend, his own nestmate. He couldn't stop himself. The madness had taken him. Ziva knew this, but as she looks down at the sleeping face of her only friend, she thinks to herself, I could never hurt him. I would die to save him. The thought began to cement in her mind like a puzzle piece sliding into place. She knows without a doubt she would die to protect the one she loved. And at this realization, a wave of profound certainty and contentedness washed over her and rests and rest her head against Etram's massive shoulder. She, too, finds sleep. <laughs> And we, and we find ourselves back in the tent, getting ready to do this fight. Now, this is the last fight. We're going to go long. We're going to get this fight here. All right. So bear so, with us. Is what Bright Bright uh, going to announce the start of the fight? Yes. Okay. Just got to make sure that's happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as Ziva is kind of finishing up the wrapping and... In remembering her old friend, you hear over the loudspeakers, Hello, everybody, and everybody, hello! We are greeting you because this is the time when we greet people before the fight, and because it's fight night, that means that we have fighters, and this is the last fight of a series of fight that we have put together for your entertainment that we hope will entertain you because it's fighting, and this is Outpost Zed, and Outpost Zed is a crazy place that likes fighting, and so we threw this fight, and we're greeting you now. You know him. You love him. He's been on a hot streak. Welcome to the top corner. We have Mike the Vesk, who is a Vesk named Mike, who has won the last few rounds, and he's the person that you love. <laughs> Mikey! Uh, and so you guys kind of, you know, work your way out there, kind of, you know, getting into the ring, uh, Ziva. No. Or, I'm sorry? No, no, no. As uh, as Mike's coming out, it's full Mike Tyson, dude. Walkout music and everything. Mean, I mean, mean as fuck looking, not fucking jumping around, getting himself hype. He's just fucking smashing his gloves together with the, the thousand yard stare, just like yeah, just this ready. is serious. I'm I'm about to try to rip this motherfucker's head off. <laughs> In the other corner, we have the history of Mike. The Mike the fight that Mike fought and should have won but didn't win because he was cheated and we found this out because we are pirates and because we are pirates we can find these things out and we have brought this person this other lizard this other fighter who is a lizard that Mike fought all the way here to Outpost Zed for a rematch. A rematch is a fight that happens again because it didn't happen correctly the first time in the opposing corner we have the cry. Fuck that guy! You suck. And Mike, you see for the first time in what, 30 years, 20 years? Um, 16, 17 years? Yeah. The crag steps into the ring and just looks at you dead eyed, cold, and just snarls. 
Are we, are we like been, face to face in yeah. the ring now? I've okay. been waiting for this fight for quite some time. You've been going around saying you were cheated. I'm here to show you I can beat you fair. <laughs> well, it's your funeral. Uh, bright, bright takes one glove in one of its weird spindly legs and takes another glove in the other spindly legs, makes you guys tap gloves, and then you guys go back to your corner, and we're going to start this fight. Now, we've got some new rules, some updated rules, some expanded rules, if you will, and i got to give a shout-out to Old Scratch Johnson for helping us develop this game. Thank you so much. This is very cool. Old Scratch John Sony. No shit. Brian himself really puts a cool thing together. So there are phases now. And it's going to start with the corner man phase. And we've got Zeno in the corner this time with Mike. Zeno, you have two options. You can either coach or patch up. Coach involves a diplomacy check. And patch up is going to be a medicine check. Since it's the beginning of the fight, what are you going to pick? I'm going to go ahead and uh, have him on... uh Offense, so coach. I'm going to coach him. Yeah, all right. So Zeno is going to coach him. He's going to tell me what you're doing. What are you saying to pump him up? And so I, I look at him in the eyes and I say, you see this Fesk? And I point at the other Fesk and I say, you know this Fesk. You have history with this Fesk. Don't let him get in your head. Keep calm. You know he won't go down easily. Focus on defense. Right, solid fundamentals in the early rounds. We'll we'll feel him out. We'll slip. We'll dodge. We'll slip and hook. Slip and hook. That's right. All right. So the coach action in the cornerman's phase requires you to make a diplomacy check. That's going to be versus DC of ten plus the opponent's CR. So let's get that diplomacy check. But you are going to actually use a life science. Tell me why you want to use a life science. So, okay, I want to go ahead and use life science primarily because I, as a scientist, want to actually gauge uh, the opponent uh, through uh, the physiology. I want to be able to see how they're standing, how they're moving around, uh, and plus my experience of actually being around a vest for so long, I can kind of get that idea. All right. So, roll that check. I'll let you do it. I like it. Roll that check. All right. Okay. And so 13 modifier. 11 plus 13. That's going to be a 24. All right. So with a 24, that is going to put you eight over the DC, which for every five that you beat the DC, you get an extra point to distribute. So that means you now have five points to give to Mike to put towards his offensive or defensive pools. I'm going to focus on defensive. All right, so five points to the defense. All right. Very good. Um, The second phase is the offensive maneuvers. Now, if you remember, you have a series of punches or moves that you can throw. There are some new ones here. We'll cover them as we get there. But it starts with an athletics check. So let's get an athletics check from both the fighters here. Okay, that is a, uh, sorry, uh, 19. 
A 19. All right, so that gives you 19 offensive points. How do you want to spend them? All right. As I've said, or we've established, going to go for a kind of feeling them out, a little more defensive round. Uh, I'm going to use one straight, three hooks, and one clinch. Oh, a little clinch in the offense. I like it. All right. So clinch is a new move where as instead of doing a, a punch, you can try to like crowd the boxer and with a check that we'll do when we get there, you can negate the other boxer's weakest punch. Um, okay, so you've spent your points. Now we move now to the defensive stage where you roll a reflex save. That is a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Another dirty 20. All right, so that's going to give you 25 points total because of Zeno's coaching to spend on defense. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. On defense this round, I'm going to block once. Mm -hmm. I'm going to slip twice. Okay. And I'm and I'm gonna pull out something new, the straight counter. Well, straight counter. Okay, it's a new move. You find out what it is here when we roll for it. All right. So the defense moves have been chosen. So we now go to phase four, where we start rolling dice. So we're gonna start with the offense. You did one straight, Mike. So that's gonna be one d four. Let's get that. Ooh, a one. A one. All right. And then I'm gonna need. You got you did three hooks, so that'll be three d six. Seven, not great. Mm. Okay, and you did a clinch. All right, so what I need you to do there is roll a strength check. Uh, that will be a nineteen total. All right, so you have to beat the KAC plus four to succeed on this, and you have with a nineteen. So you're going to take away the crag's weakest punch. It's not going to happen at all. All right, so very good there. Uh, And I'm going to roll some damage myself. So... All right. Uh, Okay, so now we're going to go into the defense mode. So you rolled one block. So let me get a D4 for your block. That's a four. Nice. Yay. And then two slips. So that's going to be 2D8 plus two for the slips. So we've added a plus one to the slip to make it statistically more valuable to spend on the slip. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just do blocks? So it's going to be 2D8 plus two. Uh, that'll be 10 total. Okay, that's some pretty good defense there. And then you also did a straight counter. So what I'm going to need you to do is roll a reflex save with a DC of 15 plus the CR of the creature. So this is a high save, but it's high it rewards too. Exactly. I'm, this is a risky move, but I wanted to go ahead and get one out the gate. Ooh, not great. That is a five total five total well for failing to do this 
you actually are going to take an extra d4 of damage. Yep. As you try to get the counter, leaving yourself open. So a little shot comes in at you. Ooh, for another four damage. Ooh. All right. So the way the way this round looks is Zeno kind of pumps up Mike, tells him to just feel out the feel out the fight, get get in touch with the fundamentals, and Mike throws a straight three hooks and tries to clinch up, and does get the clinch. But then when he tries to counter the crags, one of the crags, two haymakers, he leaves himself wide open and the crag comes around with another straight and catches him right in the jaw. So total damage dealt by Mike is eight. Total damage taken for Mike is 14. So the crag dealt 14 total damage this turn. Mike dealt eight. Mike, that puts you at 90 HP. Mm-hmm. And I lost the round. And you lost the round. We go to round two. We're going to make this go a little quicker now. Cornerman's phase. What you got, Zeno? All right. So he, he looks at him and, and he says, you've taken some hits. You've, you've taken plenty through your lifetime. This is nothing to what you've experienced. Your titanium yeah. mic. Yeah, I tried to get too cute in that last round, setting up the straight counter. Uh, back back to basics. Back to fundamentals. Do what you know how to do, right? That's right. And so he puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, He's good. He won't telegraph his movements. But keep him... But keep on the defense. All right, let's roll a your check there. All right. That's a 26. 26. All right, that's actually going to give you two increases. So that's six points to spend. And you said it's going to defense, right? That's right. All right, six. That's a good coach right there. Um, so that's six extra points to the defensive pool. We're in, going to go into the second phase. Let's roll those athletics checks. That's a 27. 27's pretty good. All right, how are you going to spend those 27 points? Okay. Uh, this round, trying to adjust things a little bit. He's going to do two jabs, two hooks, two uppercuts, and one haymaker. Ooh. So a haymaker is a D12 damage, but it automatically takes two points away from your defense pool. Um, Because you're leaving yourself open. So I've got two jabs, two hooks, a haymaker. Two, two uppercuts is what you're missing. And two uppercuts. Got it. All right. Now we're going to go to the defensive stage. Um, and so I need that reflex save, please. It's uh, 18. 18. So that's going to put you at 24 total defense points. Not bad at all. Ooh, I did not roll so good. The crag is wide open this round. This is your round to lay it in what you're going to do with your with your damage or your defense mm, I don't love it but <clears throat> I'm going to have to waste a couple of those points uh, but I'm going to block twice and slip once okay you've got that only puts you at 18 
Here's another six points to spend. Oh, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. This is a lot to deal with. <laughs> I've got six points left. I'm doing two clinches. So two blocks, one slip, two clinches. You got two blocks, one slip, two clinches. All right. Time to roll some dice. Here we go. Let's start with your uh, with your two jabs. That's 2d2, my man. I got an odd and an even. So three points. One and a two. Yeah. All right. And then you have two hooks, so 2d6. That's six. All right. Let me get two D8s for your uppercuts. Ooh, 11. And one D12 for the Haymaker. Good damage round for Mike as he's just swinging punches. 11. The crowd watches on as his Haymaker connects hard. I mean, 11 on a D12. We're looking at 31 before damage reduction on that round for Mike. Huge, huge round for Mike. Let's go to the defense and see how much you can stop. You've got two blocks. That's 2d4. Let's get it. Five. Five. Okay, you got one slip, which is 1d8 plus one. Uh, five. All right. And then you got two clinches. So you might negate two of these punches here. Let's get two separate strength checks. Okay. Uh, the first one is a 14 total. A 14 total. Not going to get it. Okay. And the sex, sex one. Wow. <laughs> Ziva screams wildly. Slips. I got a Freudian slip over here. There you go. Uh, 23. All right. That, yeah. So you clinch him up when he tries to to get a jab in on you, you negate that jab. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good defense move there. Let's see. Let's take it to the end of the round. All right, so the rest of you are watching on as your boys is fighting, and he just laid some massive damage here. He did 27 points of damage in this round. I'm sorry, 28 points of damage total in nice. this round. Um and he only took 16. So Mike wins round two. Not only was he pouring the damage on, but he also did some bobbing and weaving and slipping and hooking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ziva's and like, I'll throw a rock at you if you don't keep it up, all right? <laughs> Not uh, round, the time. Uh, round three. And you know what we've been forgetting to do, but I'll, we won't forget this round, is that get em bonus that I said I'd give you. Uh, so, so you're going to get plus one to both <laughs> of your rolls here. Uh, but let's start with the corner man. What you going to do? Your, your boy's at All 74 right, yeah. out of 104 health. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Zeno's definitely feeling it now. And with that, he's just going to say, you have a chance at closure here. Don't let it go to waste. We need this win. This isn't about the rune drive. This isn't about Sedona. This is about the win you were denied. Now, you've weakened him. Keep up the fight. Your instincts will prevail. And with that, he's going to roll a... 15 plus 13. That is going to be a 28. Oh my gosh. Bringing in the heat with the corner, man. Zeno is thrilled to be Mike's friend again. 
It's another six <laughs> points that you get to spend. As you see fit, Zeno, where's that going towards? That is going to go towards offense. Six points in the offense. We're going hot and heavy on this one. All right. Let's roll that athletics check with a plus one this time. That's a 29 total. Holy cow. So that's going to be 35 points to spend. Nice. Total with the plus six. How are you going to spend 35 <laughs> points? Holy cow. Jesus. That's insane, dude. Okay. We're going to do one straight, three hooks, two uppercuts, and two haymakers. Oh, man, this is going to be a... He feels invigorated. He's going for broke. He can feel those offensive points swimming through his metaphorical veins (laughs) because he doesn't actually do steroids because he's not a cheater. (laughs) Okay, well... What I need you to do now is roll a reflex save for the defensive phase. Ooh. Uh, 17 total. It's not bad. 17 total. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, Well, the most I can do is 23. Yeah, so what are you going to spend the 17 on? Um, Three blocks and one straight counter. We're trying for that straight counter again. All right, three blocks and one straight counter. Let's take it to the mat, see how this shakes out. So round three starts with Mike in the crag going back and forth with a couple Mike, straights. Mike, Let's get your straight Mike, here. It's a Mike, 1d4 Mike, damage. Mike, Mike. <laughs> two. Two. All right, uh-huh. let me get two D, or three D6 for your hooks. Just boom, boom, boom. Mike gives us a little combo here. Nine. Ooh. All right. And let me get two uppercuts. It's 2d8. Oh, no fucking way. Both eights, baby. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, you just see Mike just uppercut just twice, just a quick one, and then comes back again. Just blasts him with two uppercuts. And then as he's kind of like staggering a little bit, Mike just swings wide with two haymakers. What do you got with two D12s, my man? I got a five. And I got a 12. Oh, my God. Fucking rocking. And before that 12 hits, he's like, try and cheat this bitch. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. That one hit him. Yeah, so that's 44 points of damage. That's 44 points of damage. Let's see how well the blocking goes. You got three blocks. 3d4 for me, bud. Ooh. Ooh, That is amazing. A three, a four, and a four for 11. Wow. Wow. This was the offense round, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Okay, so now let's look at that straight counter. Let me get a reflex save. Mm, 19 on the die. That'll be a... Uh, 22? That makes the save. So when you succeed at a straight counter, you get an extra D4 of damage reduction and you get an extra hit. So another D4. So let me get a D4 for damage to add to your damage. Nice. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's another four. Oh, my God. God. All right. I'm rolling all the rocks. 
And then roll another D4 to add to your defense. Another D4 for for defense? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a one. (laughs) Um. Can't win them all, I guess. Yeah. So what does the Crag do in this round? Because Mike just whipped his ass. Right? Crag is... Craig is doing garbage. Rolled two ones on the two slips he had. Uh, this is going to be a big, big round for Mike. Mike just goes out there and lays into him. He's he's thinking about what Zeno told him, and all that you know that and Ziva's pump ups beforehand, and just everything that's going on, and him not getting his armor and everything that's happened he just way lays into him dealing 44 total points of damage this turn and only takes 22 (laughs) points of damage from the crag as the crag is just like rocked this time that was a near knockdown he was almost a knockdown he is staggering and he, he he wavers for a little bit before, right before the bell rings and Bright Bright comes in and splits you guys apart. It is round four. We are halfway through the standard of the fight, but it looks like Mike's got him on the ropes. Corner man face. Off, Mike. All right, I'm hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> when, that, when that round ends, like Mike knows how that round went. He's, he's pumping his arms in the air like I've, I've, as though he's already won the fight. <laughs> yeah. oh, getting cocky right. getting cocky all right all right so, uh seeing just like mike just sitting at the corner just heaving you know just like really just like into it you know just like and just grabs him and just like look out there at the crowd look at your crew they're here for you they know how important this is your life your choices have led you here now win this michael i want to see blood Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> uh, all right, so roll that check, dude. Ooh, that's 18 total. I mean, you're not rolling No, you ain't rolling shit, Oh, uh, my bad. Yeah, well, yeah, that's me. My that's me. I wish, I wish it was an 18 because it was a 4, so that's going to be 13 oh. plus 4. That's going to be 17. Okay, you... Make the check, but with no oh, extra, okay. so you only have four four points to spend. I imagine that's going to offensive with a speech like that, and then you rolled an 18, so that's going to put you at 22 total offensive points, Heath. No, 23 because of the get him. Hey! All right. So you've got 23 points to spend. The crag is going to... You see the crag over there. Uh, he's got a little Yusoki in his corner. Forgot to talk to you about his corner, man. Uh, but you see a little Yusoki <laughs> over there, and the crag is looking pissed. And like he, like you know, a little water gets sprayed on his face, and he kind of wipes some blood off of his grill, and just snarls like saliva dripping off the vest teeth. It's almost as if you could see the scales of the crag just shaking as he's coming at you as hard as he can this round what you gonna do with your points but it's 23 right mm-hmm. or 22 23. 23 okay so we're gonna do one jab one straight two hooks and two uppercuts okay 
Go to the defensive phase. Roll that reflex with a plus one. Uh, 15. 15 total? Yep. Yeah, you can see that the crag is all about coming, swinging hard. You can see he's kind of leaving himself a little open, actually, in this fight. This is a big round. What are you going to spend your defensive points on? Okay, we're going to do one block, one slip, one clinch. Okay. He's just gonna throw, he's just gonna swing haymakers, isn't he? Look at this. Watch him. One block. One block. One. How many? How many slips? Oh yeah, one block, one slip, one clinch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's take it to the mat. Come on, you cheer him on. You guys see it. He's got the win in his hand. But you can also see that that the crag is going for blood here. Keep your guard up. With your damage. 1d2 for Mike with your jab. One. One. Okay. One straight, which is a d4. Two. Okay. Two hooks. 2d6. Five. Ugh. All right. And uppercuts. 2d8s. Need some big ones. Mm, six. It's not great. He may stay in yeah. this fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, he may. Right. But I will say, Mike comes out this time feeling confident last round. He's he's kind of in his head, playing with him a little bit, just kind of jabbing, getting out, straightening, not, not doing a ton of like power punches, but in between everyone that he lands because... Mike is based on Anthony Joshua, and this is one of his signature things. When he's feeling cocky in a fight, he'll he'll tag you a couple times and then stick his tongue out at you. And then tag you a couple times and stick his tongue out at you. Oh, my God. Is Mike's tongue forked? Do Vesk have forked tongues? Uh, uh, yes, they do. Absolutely, that is canon. <laughs> I mean, She's already written it in her fanfic. <laughs> it's in the fanfic. Uh, so oh, don't God. play a Vesk, so that's not your decision to make. Uh, all right. We got a block to do here. Alright, he is coming. Let me tell you, the crag laid it on you. So you got to roll good on this defense here. Let's talk about your D4 for your block. It's a one. Oh no. Let's get a slip, a D8 plus one. Five. Alright, do let's we know get the how clinch. much HP Mike has before go- this round? Uh, he had 52 going into the round. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, he had 52 going into the round. Okay. All right. Uh, and let's get the clinch check. That's a strength check. Got to beat KAC plus four. 21. That's a clinch. So you're going to negate one of those punches. Nice. If all he threw was big bombs, that means I negate a big bomb. <laughs> you did negate a big bomb. Um... So yeah, at the you know you're kind of toying with him in this round. You guys watch as Mike is just kind of getting there, <laughs> you know, hitting him, kind of smirking, sticking his tongue out. And one time while his tongue is sticking out, he just gets walloped across the face, <laughs> and he like kind of kicks back and spits out Ooh. some blood. And then as he like stands back up, <laughs> another one cuts, cuts him across the other side. <laughs> and he spits out maybe a little sm- small one of his teeth. 
this time. And then he looks at him, and when he tries to get, when the uh, crag tries to hit him again, he catches it with his hand, just like stops it in midair and comes up with two uppercuts while holding the punch for a total of 14 damage this round for Mike. Okay. How much does he take? You... It was originally 41 points of damage, but with his defensive round, gets it knocked down to 27 points of damage. Ooh. Oh, yes. God damn. And the crag has to roll against being knocked down. As okay. He is. Nice. So nice. this is a new, new thing that um, that old, uh, old Scratch added to it. So there is the potential of a knockdown. If you lose 75% or more of your remaining hit points in a single round, you are floored and must stand up before the referee reaches a count of 10. I will have to make a DC 15 plus the opponent's CR, so that's Mike, so it's a DC 20 fortitude save to stand up. You have two chances to make the save. If you fail both chances, you lose the match by a TKO. Every subsequent time you are knocked down in the match, your save DC increases by 5. Mm. All right, here we go. So he knocks him down with those uppercuts. Oh, shit. Oh. Stay down, you stupid yeah. lizard. And he, like, tries to get up. <clears throat> Falls again. Failed the first save. Oh, man. Tries to get up again and looks at you and then <laughs> falls again <gasps> and cannot get yeah. up. And Mike yeah, wins the fight yeah. against the Cray. Yeah. And, and, Mike, and Mike immediately puts his hands in the yes. air. He jumps up one time. And then he Fuck immediately yes. runs over to where he's knocked down on the canvas and drops down on his on his elbows and knees and starts just slapping his glove into the, the uh, mat right next to his face. <laughs> like, you fucking like that? You like that? You cheating <laughs> piece of filth. Uh, and, and Mike knocks him down before the judges can even make a decision. Clean win. Congratulations, Mike. The yeah, champion buddy. of Outpost Zed. Bright Bright comes over to you, raises your <laughs> arm, says, We have the winner because he is the winner. He has won three yeah. fights. And that makes him the winner. And he is also our friend. And because he's our friend, we hope that he was entertained by this fight as we were hoped that you were all entertained by this fight. And I must declare him the winner again. And I have one last thing to say. We'll fucking see ya! We'll fucking see you! This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.